Hey y'all, this is Charlie. We are living, loving, laughing, and grace. And this is a summer snack bite. And a Friday special. Amen, my friends. I have missed y'all the last couple of weeks and you've let me know you missed me too. <laughs> Amen. So um, we're going to have a little Friday special uh, podcast that I hope will encourage you uh, through your weekend. Hallelujah. So uh, there were two prisoners once. Uh, this is where we're going to start today. There were two prisoners and one of them looks out the window and he says, wow, look at all those beautiful stars. And the other one looks out the same window and says, what are you talking about? You're not being realistic. All I see is mud. My friend, who was right? They both were right. Looking out the same window, you could choose to look up and gaze at all the beautiful stars Say, thank you, Lord, for these stars. Thank you, Lord, that I have this reminder that you're here with me. You created uh, these beautiful stars. How great and how powerful and how mighty you are. You also will do mighty things in my life. This is not the end for me. Or you could do like this other prisoner and look out and say, all I see is mud. There's just mud. What are you talking about? You're not being realistic. My friends, our perspective is absolutely crucial to whether or not we get to walk through this life and enjoy the victory and the blessings and the goodness that the Lord has given us. Our perspective, my friend, affects whether or not we enjoy the relationship, the intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father, with God Himself that Jesus Christ died and paid to give us, or if we don't. If we walk in defeat, or even as a believer, we can still walk in defeat. We can walk with our head down, looking at the mud, looking at the garbage, you know, putting shame on ourselves, even and not enjoying that relationship with the Father that He so desires and He's already paid for. And we're going to go to Joshua chapter 2, my friends, and see just just how important this is. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that perspective affected the entire fate of a nation, an entire nation, my friend, their fate, their very lives were affected by their perspective. Listen to this in Joshua chapter two. Okay. So just to give you a little bit of background, uh, I'm going to try quickly to give you some background in Joshua chapter two, we have, um, where the, the Israelites have come to the promised land for the second time. Okay. Moses has passed away. Joshua is now in charge and Joshua was one of the two spies, Joshua and Caleb, who had gone into the promised land the first time with the 12 spies when 10 of them brought back a bad report and two of them, Joshua and Caleb, brought back a good report. And now Joshua is the leader of the, is the, the nation of Israel as the Lord has brought them back around to the promised land again, trying to give them what he wanted to give them the first time. And I think Joshua, it's been 40 years, 38 years, actually. I think Joshua had that, you know, first experience in mind that 12 went and only two brought back a good report. So he only sent two spies, two spies into the land to go check out the first enemies that they were going to have to do battle with. Well, these two enemies sneak into the, the city that they're, they're checking out, but word gets out that they're there. So they need a place to hide. And the Bible tells us that a woman named Rahab, who was a harlot, takes them into her home and she hides them. 
and listen to what she says. So that's where we're picking up. She has hidden them. And before she, what she did was she took them up to her roof and then put um, the thatch back over them. So they were literally hidden inside of her roof. And as she was doing that, listen what she says to them. She says, I know that the Lord has given you the land that the terror of you has fallen on us and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. She's saying they are full of fear because of you. For we have heard, listen, listen to what these giants, these are giants, my, my friends, these are the same giants the Israelites ran away from 40 years beforehand. I'm getting out of myself as I always do. I just, I just can't help it. Spoiler alert, right? She says that uh, we have heard how the Lord, say we have heard how the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, my friends, let us speak often of what the Lord has done for us. As you will see, there's our victory. Amen. There's our victory. That's how we get our perspective, right? That's what the Lord always wants us looking to him because he is our victory. The Bible says, thanks be to the Lord who always leads us in victory through Christ Jesus, not through ourselves. Ourselves make mistakes. Ourselves have weaknesses. Ourselves have failures, right? Ourselves, we don't know everything, but he always leads us to victory in Christ Jesus. God always has your best at heart, my friends, and he knows what your best is better than you know what your best is. Amen. Time and time and time and time again, how he's proven that to me. And we see it in the Bible. Okay. Amen. So let's move on. So we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, uh, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. My friends, if I didn't know better, I think this was a believer sharing her testimony of everything the Lord has done. My friends, and the truth is this woman had a lot of faith. She had a lot of faith. She spoke a lot about what the Lord had done and tells them, guess what? We, your enemies, are in complete fear of you. And you know when these events happen that she's speaking about? 38 years prior. The way she's talking about it, you would think that these things just happened. These things happened 38 years prior to this. Now let's go and look and see what the Israelites' own perspective was at that same time because it's recorded for us in Numbers chapter 13. So in Numbers chapter 13, this is um, from the Israelites where they have all these things the Lord has just done for them. You know, as, as Rahab has mentioned, defeating these kings and drying up the, the Red Sea and destroying Pharaoh and all of his army. And then they got to the promised land, sent in their spies. And this is what the spies came back and said. We're just going to go to... Um, to the end of in Numbers chapter 13, but I encourage you to read the whole thing. Watch as the drama unravels, my friends. These spies come back and, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out saying, 
The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. My friend, how do they know what the other people thought of them? See, the problem is they saw themselves as these little tiny grasshoppers. And you know what you do with grasshoppers? Okay, I know it's not as popular here in the U.S., but around the rest of the world, you know what they do with grasshoppers? They eat them, okay? And they're actually quite tasty. <laughs> they're a very high source of protein. So the rest of the world, grasshoppers are a little snack. And so these spies just came back and said, we're basically a snack for these guys, and they're going to eat us up. That's how we see ourselves, and that's how they see us too. But is that how they saw them? No, my friend, this was just their perspective that was completely uh, designed around fear and unbelief in the Lord. So Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the Joshua we were just talking about, this is how they responded. They said, so they've come back and they're giving their report before the rest of the nation of Israel at this time. So Joshua and Caleb said, the land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. And I want to stop there to tell you, I read this accurately as it's recorded, if the Lord delights in us, but in the original Hebrew uh, my uh, my friends, that if, that idea of maybe is not there. It's the Lord delights in us. And because the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord. Nor fear the people of the land. For they are our bread. So this is their response to these ten spies that are so full of fear. These spies said, we're going to be a snack to the giants. And Joshua and Caleb said, no, they're going to be our bread. They're going to be a meal to us. Forget a little snack. And their protection, listen, their protection has departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. My friend, this all comes down to, are we making a bigger deal about the problem or about our Lord? Do we see the problem as being so big and so powerful and so overwhelming? Or do we see that our Lord is so big and so powerful and so overwhelming? And one more thing, that he delights in us. My friend, many of us don't struggle as much on the is God able as we do on the is he willing. He showed us at the cross what he is willing to go through for us. And through that, my friends, we now see that any problem we face, he is willing to deliver us from it. He is willing to conquer it for us. He does delight in us and he wants to give us our promised land, my friend. 
He wants to give you those breakthroughs he, that you need. He wants to give you the health and the strength that you need. He wants to give you that beautiful family that comes together, that worships him, that loves each other, that's full of his peace and joy, my friends. He wants you to have that promotion at work. He wants you to have a position of influence where, where you can influence people for him, for his glory, my friends, and to your benefit. Anytime Jesus Christ is glorified, the people are always blessed. Amen, my friends. So we see Joshua, like I hear that. It's like, wow, yes, this is so exciting. It's like, all right, I'm ready to charge into the promised land. And the people were too, right? They said, oh, that's right. The Lord is with us. Think of everything he's done for us. We're going to take this promised land. No, unfortunately, my friends, that's not what they said. It says, and all the congregation said to stone them with stones. They wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb with stones because they spoke of the goodness of the Lord and how much he wanted for them. They wanted to kill them. You know how that happens today, my friends? And this is not for, for judgment. Don't judge yourself if you've done this, but we are going to use this to recognize and change our perspective. When you hear me say the Lord wants you to have a breakthrough in your health, if in your heart you say, that's ridiculous, it's like throwing a stone. I'm too old to have this, this, and this. Life has passed me by. That's throwing a stone, right? It's like, you know, if, or there's, there's no way. You don't know what I've done in my life. There's no way God could be delighted with me. That's throwing a stone. My friend, that's why we come to the word of God and look to you see how drastically different the Israelites' perspective was of themselves and their own God from their enemies. They said their enemies saw them as grasshoppers when their enemies were shaking in their boots, afraid of the moment that they would walk up on their door and knock. So what happened? Because the children of Israel refused to believe the good report of Joshua and Caleb, the Lord stepped in. My friends, you do not have to worry about what happens when you share your testimony, the Lord becomes your defense. Yes, there are martyrs in the Bible, and if you read closely, you will see every one of them chose that. The Lord stepped in with his glory, and he protected Joshua and Caleb. And the nation of Israel, my friends, the majority was wrong. The majority was wrong. Only two people out of a nation of over a million people. I mean, Joshua, Caleb, and Moses, of course, Moses believed as well, but the people refused to believe. And so they went back into the desert and wandered for 38 years until every man of, uh, of, of age who had spoke in disbelief. I mean, they actually said out of their own mouths, they said, there's no way we can take this promised land. We'll die in the desert. And so the Lord said, basically, you'll, you'll have what you spoke out of your own mouth. So they all died in the desert. Meanwhile, Joshua and Caleb remained young. We know from Caleb himself that he never aged another day from that moment. My friends, sometimes there, there, we, there's, a, there's a reason our breakthrough is slow in coming. We might not know what it is. It might be because of someone else or something that someone else has done. But can I tell you something? If it is, God will keep you. God will make up the time to you. 
Don't worry about how long it's been. Just keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep speaking of his goodness. My friend, the Bible is full of promises. There is a promise for whatever situation that you are facing, my friends. And maybe it's a good situation. It's not always about bad ones either. Something good you're looking forward to coming into your life. Speak the promises of God. Speak the promises of God always, my friends. Proverbs is full of the promises of God. The Psalms are full of his promises. Deuteronomy 28, all the blessings of Deuteronomy 28 are yours today in Christ, my friends. And I encourage you to read through those blessings. I encourage you to read through the cursings as well so you know what he has redeemed you from. Those curse, the curse is not for you anymore, my friend, because at the cross, Jesus became a curse so that today you are blessed. So we see because their perspective was wrong, so wrong, this entire nation went back into the desert, grew old and died. They lived a very natural life. They grew old and died. That's what, that's what happened. But the Lord has called us to a supernatural life, my friends. He has called us to victory. And we will receive that victory. We will walk in that victory when we simply do as Joshua and Caleb. Speak about the goodness of the Lord, my friends. Speak about how much he delights in you. See yourself the way he sees you, a beloved child of God. He sees you bold as the lion. There's a proverb. Proverbs, actually, this proverb speaks to everything we're talking about today. So I think I'll leave Leave, uh, leave you with this, Proverbs 28.1. The wicked flee when no one pursues. What, what's the problem there, my friend? The perspective. They're fleeing. They're running out of fear, and no one's even chasing them. When I look around in the world today, my friends, so much of what we could get discouraged by, I see as this. People just so full of fear, they are running scared, even when there isn't anything pursuing them. But listen to this. But that's not you. Say, that's not me. Say, that is not me. That is not who I am. But the righteous are bold as the lion. But the righteous are bold as the lion. My friend, remember, from the moment you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are now righteous. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 5 that the Lord, that, that Jesus took our sin on him at the cross so that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So every time you read the Proverbs is full of the blessings and the good life for the righteous. And I want you to remember, righteous is not something you do. It's who you've now become. So when you read anything about the righteous, say, the righteous, that's me. Say it with me again. Say, the righteous, that's me. Say this with me. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have his righteousness as surely as he took our sin, my friends. So it says, but the righteous are bold as a lion. You know what, my friends? A lion doesn't run, right? The wicked are running when no one's chasing, but as a lion, you're not running even when somebody is. Joshua and Caleb said, we're not running, right? Our Lord delights in us and he is bigger than even the giant. And my friends, these were real giants. They have found their bones. Okay, the Israelites weren't wrong about that. They were just wrong in their perspective that their Lord couldn't handle those giants. What does that mean, my friend, for us today? There will be problems that arise in our life. But remember, your Lord is bigger than those problems. And he loves you so much that he is going to deliver you from those problems. He delights in you. And don't let those problems Sometimes when, when things come up in our life, the enemy sneaks in with this little, well, if the Lord really loved you, 
you wouldn't be experiencing this right now. Or he comes with this other little, this is because of something that you did. No, my friend, because we're in a fallen world, problems come. But remember who your Lord is. Remember what he's done for you. You want your boldness to grow? Do like Rahab, right? It was when they heard all that the Lord had done that they, they became fearful, which tells us as we hear what the Lord has done, we will grow in our courage. We will grow in our boldness. And you hear when you're listening to me, you hear when you're listening to your pastor, to sermons that lift up Jesus Christ, you hear what the Lord has done when you share your own testimony, my friend, write it in your, even when you're sharing it in your, in, in, in your journal to yourself, just talk, talk with your family members about what the Lord did for you that day. Amen. The goodness of, of what he's done for you. Hallelujah. The righteous are bold as a lion. And you know what, my friends, every, every word the Lord gives us is specific. We are bold in the Lord as a what? As a lion. Not only does a lion not flee, but what does a lion do? A lion is the one that goes on the hunt. My friend, the, every time it refers to the wicked, Again, don't think of actions. This is identity. You're only considered wicked before you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Okay, once you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Jesus actually says, don't dare call yourself unclean anymore. The Bible says, do not dare to call a righteous man wicked. The Lord is no longer looking at you based on your actions. He's looking at you based on the blood of his son, the sacrifice of his son, that you are seated in his son in the heavenlies. Hallelujah. So the wicked are those who haven't received Jesus yet. And we're lions who go on the hunt. What are we going on the hunt for? Those wicked people, my friends, we want to bring them into the kingdom of God so that they can too become the righteous and bold as a lion. Hallelujah, my friends. We are on the hunt to save unbelievers from hell. We are on the hunt even to encourage other believers, to lift up other believers who have, have fallen down, who have fallen into fear. We are on the hunt. My friend, it, you, what, does a, what does a lion do when it wants people to know it's around? It roars, right? It roars and all the, everybody flees. They take off running. Every time you speak the name of Jesus, my friend, you are roaring like the lion. We don't even, we can't even see the effect in the spiritual world. But we know from the Gospels but that the name of Jesus alone drives out foul spirits, drives out evil spirits, drives out sicknesses and infirmities and weaknesses, my friend. And that is who you are. You are now in Christ. He is referred to as the lion of the tribe of Judah. You are like your Savior. Speak his name and see the foul spirits in your life, in your family, maybe even in your health. Flee, my friends. Speak his name and see people come to know his beauty and his goodness as they have breakthroughs in their life, as addictions fall off their life, as pains leave their bodies. Hallelujah, my friends. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our Lord is so very, very good. I hope that this encouraged you today, my friends. And just keep your eyes on Jesus. And, and here we are getting ready to go into the weekend. And, um, and just a new perspective, my friends. Every, uh, every time we get to come to the Lord, you know, that's kind of what he's doing. He's, he's adjusting our perspective back onto him. Because the enemy wants us to get it on the natural world around us. That was the Israelites' downfall. They were looking at the natural world and forgot that the natural world came out of the spiritual. 
The spiritual is more real, my friends. The spiritual is more real. Look to your daddy God. Hallelujah. Amen. See that he is bigger. He is able. He delights in you and he will give you the land. And Joshua and Caleb, who spoke those words, they lived far beyond the age of everyone else, right? My friends, it, it, it was natural. Like they were in their 80s when they came back to, to uh, the promised land. So it's only natural that the other men had died, but not these two men who spoke and believed in the goodness of the Lord. And Caleb, later on in the, in the book of Joshua, he even claims that I am as strong today as I was then, both for war, for coming out, and for going in. My friends, he was talking about a physical strength. At the age of 80, the Lord kept him, and he went in and fought the same giants he had seen 40 years ago as a younger man, and he defeated them, and he won. Hallelujah, my friend. May you today walk in a higher level of the victory that Jesus Christ has given you. Open your heart and your eyes and your hands, my friends. Right now, Lord, we come to receive from you according to your desire to give to us. We can't ask enough because we, we can't even comprehend how much you want to give to us. But give us a greater revelation of your love for us, of how you delight in us, and the victories that you've already won for us, Daddy. We just, we just declare declare that we want to receive your goodness and that we know that you are bigger and greater than anything we could face in this life and that because you delight in us and you are with us you shall overcome every every obstacle every enemy has to bow to the name of Jesus and we walk in the victory the abundant life the good life that you died to give us Jesus in Jesus name we pray amen amen all right y'all till next time keep on living loving laughing in grace